Good morning again, church family, and thank you again for joining us online today. As Pastor Nathan mentioned, we so wish that we were together today inside the sanctuary here, uh, but we're thankful for the capability that God's given our church family to be able to meet together online, to worship together online. We want to say hello also to our radio audience that's listening this morning. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're blessed as a church family and uh, so many things that happened in the 50s and the 60s preparing us uh, to be able to broadcast live uh, now on multiple platforms, television, radio. What a blessing it is, and we're thankful that you're here. Now, this is uh, just like a Sunday morning as if we were here. I want you to get your Bible. I want you to get a pen, a piece of paper, whatever you make notes in for sermons. If the kids are in the other room, go get them. Let's come together now for a time of worship. Uh, Psalm 107, I want to read this before we get into uh, the sermon, but Psalms 107 says this, Give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. His mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. God's been good to us. He has provided for us. He has taken care of us. And this morning, we as the redeemed, we are to say, God, thank you for blessing us. Thank you for taking care of us, for providing for us. That's who our God is. And we want to say that together corporately as a church family. My prayer today is that you're safe, that you're warm, and that you've come ready to worship. Let's pray. Ask God to bless our few minutes together in his word, and then we'll begin. Heavenly Father God, once again, Lord, we are so humbled and honored, God, to be in your presence. And Lord, I'm so thankful uh, that your spirit, God, is with us no matter where we are. And Lord, today we are uh, coming to you in a different time, in a different way. And Lord, we trust you. God, it was our plan. It was our idea that we would meet today. We were uh, desiring that. But Lord, you had a different plan. And God, today you are good. You're merciful. You're in charge. You know what you're doing. And Lord, we rest in that fact today. Now, God, for just a few minutes, I pray that you would uh, God, really focus us, take our attention off of anything that's around us, take our attention off of anything that would distract us. And God, I pray that we would focus and settle in on your word and God, what you have for us. Lord, we love you. We thank you for grace and mercy. As Pastor Ralph mentioned, the abundance, the grace and the mercy that never runs out. Lord, we love you today. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. This morning, uh, my plan would have been for us to continue our study on the blessed life, exploring the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. Uh, this morning would have been the blessed life part 4. Uh, but I felt a strange burden yesterday really to begin the process of uh, preparing for the snowstorm that was coming. Uh, so much preparation had happened in my life and in the life of people I love, so much busy work began to happen. And something that I noticed really spoke to my heart. The Lord really used it to grab my attention. And I paid close attention to what was happening and what was being said. And really, the snow preparation, all of what's being said and forecasted, it's consumed us the past few days, even here at the church office uh, we were consumed with what's the snow going to do? When is it going to come? How much of it will come? Will we be able to uh, move about and have a worship service? 
I'd even mentioned Wednesday night. I was hoping that the storm would stall long enough to allow us to maybe meet uh, this morning in person. And that didn't happen. Uh, but we were consumed with this snowstorm. And we were consumed with preparation. We were watching weather reports. It really took over our minds and really took over our day. And the Lord used that to really bring to light in my heart some principles. There are principles that are right there on the surface of Christianity, of spirituality, of life, and everything that we live in. But so much of what's happened in the last 48 hours points to the truth of God's Word and to the necessity of the person of Jesus Christ. And so for a few minutes, I want us to look at some of these principles and really the reaction to the preparation of this snowstorm. God really has used this, as I said, to get a hold of my heart. Uh, The snow that's coming, and maybe some of you already this morning, there is snow on the ground. Uh, Maybe it began to snow late last night and you woke up with accumulation already in your yard. Uh, But the snow that's coming, the the major portion of this storm that'll come later today in the afternoon, that snow is coming and it can't be stopped. Uh, That snowstorm that's on its way, that's going to bring inches of accumulation and cold wind and air, there's nothing that can be done in man's power to stop the fact that that snow is coming. There is no piece of legislation. There is no law to be passed. There is no military with capability. There is no weapon. There is no science. There is no advanced mathematic that can stop the fact that the snow is coming. And just as the snow is coming, so is Jesus. The snow is coming. There's nothing you can do to stop it from coming. And so is Jesus. And this is really a message of preparation. It's a message of assessment. It's a message of understanding. And really, there are principles hidden in the snowstorm, the coming snow that the Lord would have for us to see And it is the fact, it is the truth that Jesus Christ is coming again. And today I want us to look at the weather that's coming and notice some life lessons from God's Word that are found here in the snow. Number one, I want you to notice this. For people to know, for your family, your friends, even yourself, for people to know what snow is, someone had to tell them. Someone had to teach them. They had to explain that the snow is real. Snow exists. Uh, You can't go outside and see exactly how the snow is formed. You can't look way up into uh, the nimbulous clouds and watch all the science happen. Uh, But it does not change the fact that the snow is real. There is evidence of the snow. The color of the sky changes. uh, Barometric pressure changes. Things happen. But until the snow is falling, until the snow is here, it's hard to see that the snow is coming. Or even if you've never seen snow before, that the snow exists. Someone has to teach the principle of what snow is. Someone has to teach how snow happened. Someone has to teach how snow falls. Someone has to teach the air temperature Uh, the moisture, the precipitation factors. Someone has to teach them and to show them that snow is real and it really, really exists. Ladies and gentlemen, there is 
a God in heaven. And he had a son, and his name is Jesus. And he exists. He is real. He is alive today. And what you may believe or not believe does not change the fact that he is real. There are many people in African countries who have never seen snow. They've never seen a picture of snow. They would never have seen snow if someone doesn't come to them with a picture of that snow or remove them from where they live and take them to snow. But it does not change the fact that simultaneously, while there are people living in Africa or in other uh, countries that have never seen snow, does not change the fact that snow is real. There are millions of people all around the world who do not believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. There are people in your neighborhood who do not believe that Jesus was a sinless, perfect man. There may be someone in your own family that denies that even Christ exists. But at the end of the day, just as the snow exists, Jesus Christ is who He said He was. He is the Son of God, sinless and perfect. And right now, Jesus is alive. But to those you love, those you work with, those you go to school with, someone has to tell them that Jesus is who He said He was. Someone has to show them that Jesus is the Son of God. Someone has to explain to them that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, For people to know what snow is, someone had to teach it to them. Likewise, for people to understand who the person of Jesus is, someone has to love them enough to tell them that there's a Jesus in the first place. Romans 10, 14 says this. It says, How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Someone has to to tell them. Someone has to preach the truth, not even in the way they talk and the truth of the words coming out of their mouth, but in the way they live. Someone has to tell them the snow exists. And someone has to share the good news that Jesus Christ is who He is. Secondly, for people to know that the snow was coming, someone had to warn them. For all of us, for us to know, for us to take in the fact that this snowstorm was coming, someone had to point our attention to the fact that the snow was coming. Someone had to tell us we have the weather channel, we have weather apps on our phone, we have alerts that work through our cellular network. Uh, There is a thing in the National Weather Service called weather watches and weather warnings. And for most of Western North Carolina, the early part of the week, We were a winter weather watch. But now, as we approach the last hours of this storm coming, we've become a winter weather warning. The difference between a watch and a warning, uh, a watch means that the storm or the snow coming is possible. A warning means that it's inevitable. And ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ has come once already. He's already been here. He did live the sinless, perfect life. He was tempted, the Bible tells us, for 40 days in the desert by Satan himself. And he was victorious, remaining completely sinless, completely perfect, by quoting the Word of God in the face of the enemy. 
He laid out a perfect, perfect life for you and I to follow His example. He was all God and all man here on earth. That's who Jesus Christ was. But someone has to tell the people the fact that Jesus is coming again. Jesus Christ is coming again. He's already been here once as Messiah. He is coming again as Messiah, King, and Ruler to take His bride home with Him. You see, it's not a watch. We're not looking to the eastern sky with the possibility that Jesus may come. Jesus is coming and it's a warning. It's inevitable. It will happen. It's coming. He is coming. It's a warning. Jesus Christ is coming for those who believe. 1 Thessalonians 4 gives us a picture of His second coming. His second trip to this earth. Verse 16 begins that. It says, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we be forever with the Lord. Jesus is coming again. It's inevitable. It's not a maybe. It will happen. Everyone listening to my voice, everyone watching live, those of you that are watching later in the archives, it will come to pass. He's coming again. And those of you who separate yourself from what you say is religion, from what you say is something you refuse to participate in, you think that there is a plausible deniability well, the Bible's clear that everyone will spend eternity somewhere. You will spend eternity somewhere. Every person, every man, and every woman. We will all spend eternity somewhere. Those who believe upon the name of Jesus Christ and who have been born again, saved from their sin, their sin debt paid, will spend eternity, according to the Bible, in heaven, in a perfect place where there is no more sin, no more pain, no more heartache with Jesus Christ, with God the Father, and with the other believers. Those who reject Christ, those who have not accepted the free gift of salvation, the Bible is clear there is a literal place called hell. It is a separation from God. But someone has to love our people, our families, our children, our loved ones enough to tell them that Jesus is coming again. And just like our weatherman or weather woman told us, the snow is coming. It's inevitable. There's no maybe. There's no possibility. It will snow. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. Jesus is coming. He is coming again. And every single man and woman will spend eternity somewhere. Number three, for people to be prepared for the snow that was coming, they had to make preparations. Everyone, preparations. In our city of Asheville, in the surrounding area of Western North Carolina, the truth is no one will be untouched by this snowstorm that has come. Everyone will be affected. Everyone will have to operate their lives in the coming hours around the fact that the snow came. Your road may be impassable for a few days. Your power could be out. The truth is, it's affected everyone. No matter what side of the city you live on, no matter your skin color, no matter how much money you have, the snow has come and it's come 
for all of us. There may be people that ignore the fact that the snow is coming. They can tweet, they can post, they can share on social media that there is no such thing as snow. The snow is fake, it's false, it's not coming, it's not real. I don't even believe in the existence of snow. People can believe that in the depths of their heart that snow really doesn't exist. But the fact is, if you look out your window just now, you'll see that snow exist. It did come. And hopefully every single person who lives in the area of which the snow has fallen made preparations. Many of my friends, many of my family, they made preparations. I made preparations at my home. I trimmed a limb or two. I made sure I had adequate water. I have a plan if the power goes out. I made preparations for what I knew was inevitable to come. And just as inevitable as the snow is, is just more so inevitable that Jesus Christ is coming again. He will return. Have you made preparations? Are you truly ready? If Jesus was to decide that today, this beautiful snowy day in western North Carolina, is the time and the place that He wants to come back, are you ready? Have you made preparations? Are you ready to stand face to face with God? You say, I refuse to believe. I refuse to acknowledge that there may be a heaven. I refuse to even acknowledge the Christians and what they say and even maybe pastor what you're preaching. The Bible says in Romans 14.12, So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Every single person will stand in front of God and they will be judged. Those who have their names recorded in the Lamb's book of life who have been saved, for them, heaven will be their home. For those who rejected Christ, even though they did not believe it here, even though they said, I don't think I can really buy in, there will be an eternal punishment because their sins have not been forgiven. You may not want it to be true. You may not think it to be true. You may not think it's possible. You may not believe that it's a reality, but there is the reality that every man will stand in front of a holy God and give an account for their life. The fact is, Jesus is who He said He is. He is the Son of God. He really is who He says He is. There really is a heaven. There really is a hell. There really is eternity. And you really do have to be prepared for what's to come after this life. You need to be prepared. We all need to make preparations. Some of us are leading homes. Some of us have children in our home. And we knew that the storm was coming to bring snow and we knew there was a possibility that the kids and all of us and the dogs and the cats and the fishes and the birds were all going to be stuck at the house together. Some of you are going, I'm not going to be able to make it in the next 48 hours. Stuck at home, especially with no power, uh, you're going to need prayer. Some of you are laughing too much right now. But the fact is, you made special effort for the sake of your children. You went to the store to make sure you had enough milk and eggs and cereal and lunch meat. You made sure that the children have 
the proper clothing. You've prepared them to ride out the storm. You even thought about their entertainment and what they would enjoy if the internet and the power would go out. And so you went and purchased sleds and toboggans and things for them to enjoy. My question, parents, are what is the preparation of your home with your children as it pertains not to the snow that's coming, but to Jesus who is coming. You see, one day, moms and dads, those children that are with you now in the living room or are in their room watching on their tablet, those children will be adults. That 18-year-old boy, that 19-year-old girl who was just 7 or 8 years old just a few days ago, it feels like, one day they will stand before God and give an account for what they did with Christ. You can't be prepared for your entire family for eternity. That is an individual thing. It's an individual preparedness. You can be a Christian in your home, but it is not the salvation of your wife. You can be a believer in your home, but it is not the salvation of your children or your parents or your friends. Every single person must be prepared. The snow is coming, and so is Jesus. So how do I prepare? What is my checklist of preparation? How do I prepare for Jesus and His return? Or if I was to die tomorrow and to step out into eternity before He comes, how do I know I'm prepared to die? How do I know I'm prepared for His return? Very, very simply put, you must be born again. You must be born again. We have overcomplicated this. We have added to this. We have made this more difficult than Scripture makes it. It's very clear that if you want to see heaven, if you want to have eternal life in the person of Jesus Christ, you must be born. Again, the Bible says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin, that's the problem, is death. That's the separation between me and God apart from Jesus Christ saving me from my sins. That's the great chasm. That's the great hole. My sin. The fact that sin cannot enter heaven. For the wages of sin is death. And it's an eternal death of separation from God. And how you can be prepared for that eternity, how you can be prepared to stand before God, is to know that you've been born again. That your sins have been forgiven. John 3.3, these are the words of Jesus. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, these are the words of Christ, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There is no special deal to be made with Christ. There is no, well, I know the big man upstairs and he knows me. That does not cut it. The Bible's clear. You must be born again. It's the regeneration. It's the Holy Spirit of God flooding a lost damned soul and saving him from himself to be born again, to be saved from your sin. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He sent Him that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In Romans 10, 9 and 10, it's so simple. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 
For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. How do you prepare? Number one, you must be born again. Your sins have to be under the blood forgiven. Number two, you need to be right with God. Christian, this, pre- this preparation, this message of urgency is a highlight for us. It's a very, very charging moment. It's where we kind of step back and remember who it is we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be right with God. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 13 and 16, in verse number 13, Jesus said that we are the salt of the earth. In verse number 14, He said that we are the light of the world. And then look what He says at the end of this thought. He says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Christians are to be the difference makers. We're the ones who are sounding the alarm. We're like the weatherman on the Weather Channel saying, hey, this is a warning. The snow, the storm, the ice, it's inevitable. We're the ones to be sounding the alarm that Jesus is coming again. And we do that best not with our words or the tone of our voice or the strength of our voice. We do it best with what Jesus said. Let your light so shine before men. Let your light so shine before men. Let them see your light. The light that casts out the darkness that brings hope. The salt that preserves. It's the contrast of evil. It's what the world needs. It's you being salt and being light, being right with God. That's how you can be prepared. If Jesus were to come today, what would be the condition of your salt? What would be the condition of your light? Are you hiding it under a bushel? Do you refuse to tell the people at work, at school, in your office, the people that you invest money with about the Jesus that you know is coming back? What are you doing with the news that Christ is coming? Are you allowing your light to shine? Are you telling those around you that He's on His way? Thirdly, we have to be right with others. How we can be prepared for the coming of Christ. How we can be prepared to live each day as if it is our last. Be right with other people. Christians, there's a verse for us in 1 John 3.14. It's so telling. It says, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Listen, life is too short. If anything, in the past two years that our world has taught us, it's taught us the brutal lesson that life is too short. You cannot chance that tomorrow will be another day. You may need to apologize to someone. You may need to go to someone and pay a debt back. You may need to go to someone and ask for their forgiveness because we're not promised tomorrow. And the Bible tells us it's vital for Christians, for those of us who belong to God, to love each other even as Christ loved the church. The heart of forgiveness and mercy. We love with great grace. We love with great mercy. Just as Jesus loved us. We're quick to offer second and third chances because Jesus loves us that way. The snow is coming and there's nothing you can do to stop it. But so is Jesus. 
Matthew 24, 36 is a reminder. You say, well, Pastor, what is the forecast? Pastor Winston, when is Jesus coming back? I think the beauty of how the Lord has this set up, it's so much of our faith. It's so much of who we are. But Matthew 24, 36 tells us that that day, that hour, that no man knoweth, no man, not the angels in heaven, but my Father only. Only He knows when He's coming. We may not have the forecast down to the hour. We may not have it down to the minute, or the day, the week, the month, or even the year. But rest assured, it's imminent. Jesus is coming, and it could be before this broadcast is over. Jesus Christ is coming again. So many times it becomes cliche. It becomes religious language and not something from our heart that we believe in depth. He is coming again. We may not know the day. We may not know the hour. You can have money and cars. You can have fame and fortune. You can have everything that this life offers. But at the end of the day, all that matters is what you do with Jesus. See, even though we don't know the day, we can look at the time. We can look at the world that we're living in. We can look at the wars and the rumors of wars that are happening all around us. The doom and the peril of the time. It all points to one thing. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. If you're watching today, and maybe you happen to click on this YouTube post, this Facebook Live. Maybe you're watching in the archives at tbcashville.org and it's two weeks later you've happened on this message. It's no accident that you're watching. It's no accident that you're listening to the words coming out of my mouth. You see, Jesus has a plan. God knew that today you would be listening and He knows exactly where you are. Maybe you're watching today and already your palms are sweaty. Your heartbeat is elevated because you know in the depths of your heart that if you were to die right now or Jesus was to come back, that you're not prepared. You've made no preparation for eternity. You've spent all this time preparing for the snowstorm. You have all the elements ready to outlast the storm for three or four days, but you've made no preparation for eternity. Today, is the day that changes. You see, you can be at your home, you can be in your car, in a hospital room, in a nursing home, no matter where you are, today can be the day. You can pray, you can sit right where you are and ask God to forgive you as a sinner. The Holy Spirit of God will do a perfect work in your life and in your heart. And He will save you right where you are. If you need prayer help, if you need to ask some questions, if you need someone to take the Holy Word of God and go over what the Bible says about salvation, you can call the number on your screen, 828-254-2187. If you'd like to email us for someone to contact you back, if you have a prayer request, if you have a question about eternity, you can email us at prayer at tvcavl.com. That's prayer at tbcavl.com. Just remember this. Jesus loves you. He died for you. And He is coming again. I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. I hope you stay safe. And I hope you embrace 
this message of preparedness. Are you ready for Jesus to come again? The snow's coming. It's imminent. And so is the return of our Lord and Savior. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, thank You yet again for another day, another opportunity to live and to worship You. God, to hear the truth of Your Word and to know what's available for us through and by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray today for everyone that's watching, every man, every woman, every boy and girl, every teenager. God, for those that are watching in Canada, Mexico. God, those that are watching in states far away from North Carolina. God, they've tuned in. They're listening. They're watching. Father, their hearts now are being convicted. They're stirred. Lord, they know they need a Savior. God, I pray that in grace and in mercy, Lord, that they would heed the warning. Father, receive the free gift. Lord, that they would call upon the name of Jesus, repent of their sin, confess Christ as Lord, and turn from their wicked ways. Lord, I pray for the one who's on the fringe, who wants to call, who wants to send the email, but God needs the courage. God, I pray that you give them the courage to ask the question their heart is longing to have answered. Lord, we thank you today for our salvation. Lord, we thank you for grace and mercy, for the tender love of the Holy Spirit. Bless us now. Keep us safe. It's in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen and amen. Yes, we do, Lord. Oh, Spirit, come make us humble. This is the prayer of our heart. Church family, once again, thank you again today for tuning in, for worshiping with us online. Now, make sure you're paying attention to the TBC texting, to our social media, and our website. We'll get that information out as soon as we can about Wednesday morning and Wednesday evening services. I would imagine we'll make that decision sometime Tuesday afternoon. Uh, We'll look at road conditions to see if the snow has melted, if there's going to be ice issues, and we'll try to make that decision as soon as possible. Now, as Pastor Ralph reminded us, we've not met in person, but the ministries go on, the bills still have to be paid, and we would ask that you consider to prayerfully give online this week. Uh, In the forecast, I will say this, it looks like maybe at the end of this coming week, Thursday and Friday, we could be looking at more winter weather. 
And with that possibility, it could be that we're out of uh, service together, meeting together for two weeks. So please be prepared to give online and to do your best as unto the Lord today. We love you. Please stay safe, stay warm, and happy Sunday. God bless you from Trinity Baptist Church.